Hello, and welcome to my podcast, From Trauma to Triumph. I am Leah Bandola and your host. My mission is to help people heal their past so that they can unleash their brilliant future. I am a trauma release specialist, empowerment coach, and cognitive behavior therapist. I am also a published author with three book publications and a professional speaker. This podcast delves into the world of trauma, and it is a big world. There are so many aspects to trauma and how it affects us in our lives, and each episode will give you more information, examples, stories, and strategies to help you understand trauma better and how to release the hold that it has on us. Let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. So this week, I'm going to do something a little different again (laughs) that I haven't really done before or maybe once or twice. But what I'm going to do is I had such an eventful week last week and there was just a lot going on um, that I thought I would do almost kind of like a little wrap up of my week and then give you some insights as to what worked for me and what didn't work for me. Um, actually it mostly worked for me. (laughs) So, um, but I had, uh, you know, a few really great things happen. Uh, one of which was the, uh, event that I spoke at. Um, I was the keynote speaker for an event called women in motion. Uh, and it was really a fantastic, fantastic event. Um, shout out, um, to Tina, um, Christopher, almost said your old last name, Tina. Um, if you're listening to this, um, you and Stacy, uh, your co-producer of this event, uh, put on a really, really awesome, um, day. And I was really privileged to be able to be the uh, keynote speaker there. And I spoke about obviously something very near and dear to my heart that many of you who are listening, have heard me speak about quite a bit, and that is trauma, but specifically how trauma can stop us in our tracks. And I I love the response I got. Uh, There was really quite a bit of um, really good feedback. And it really showed me that people really need to be hearing about this stuff. And so that emboldened me to continue on my mission to educate people and to help people to heal their trauma. And what really struck me and stood out for me was that so many people weren't even really aware uh, that they had trauma, which is, I find that, you know, a fair bit when I talk to people, because we think of trauma as those great big traumas. And also, though, even people who had the great big traumas, um, in especially if they had them in earlier life, and they didn't make the association necessarily to what might be going on in their lives now and other things that have happened or even states of health that were really, truly related to those earlier traumatic events. So it was really interesting to hear the feedback that I got. So one of the things I want to do with you today is I'm going to give you some of the highlights 
uh, from that talk and uh, just kind of like a, a quick wrap up of it uh, because I don't have the time to go into the whole talk, of course, here today. And also, though, just to talk to you about some of the other things that went on in my week. So leading up to the uh, event, it was uh, at a location that was about a 45 minute drive from where I live. So that's not bad at all, uh, except that we had we ended up getting a major snowstorm here the day before and it started kind of late in the day and then it went all overnight so we'd been hearing about this and so uh as much as i was really looking forward and excited about doing the event the little damper that got put on it was oh my gosh what happens if the weather is going to be so bad that i'm not going to be able to drive so i had already made the decision that no matter what i was getting to this event um, so I had made some plans to, you know, leave really early, give myself lots of time and even if I had to drive really slow, but it brought up some stuff for me that I had to kind of deal with <laughs> that it was like, okay, so there are things beyond our control, obviously. And I think I've spoken about this here that pretty much everything is out of our control externally. So the only thing we have control over is our own inner dialogue, our thoughts, and how we react to things and our emotional sort of response to things. So I had to really remind myself of that because I didn't, you know, a lot of planning went into this and a lot of preparation and I didn't want the fear that was you know i could feel was starting to well up in me about what happens if i don't get there and oh my gosh what if the weather's like really super bad and what if i can't drive and what if what if what if so all those things that we say to ourselves that just get the fear really revved up so i kept a really close eye on the weather forecast and i'm like watching the hour by hour thing and but the the dialogue that i had to have with myself was I've done everything I can to make sure that this is going to go as well as it possibly can. I am preparing to do what I need to do to make sure I get there safely. And if that means it's going to be a two hour drive, then so be it. It's going to be a two hour drive. Uh, I will, you know, make sure I'm prepared for whatever inevitability might end up happening. And if the worst ends up happening, where it's like, I'm literally snowed in here and I can't get there, well, the world will continue to revolve on its axis. <laughs> so the world will not end. And it, as much as it would be a massive disappointment, I will deal with that if and when that was to happen. So just the dialoguing kind of calmed me down. And then when I started to see, you know, that it was, I mean, yes, it snowed quite a bit overnight, but it showed that it was going to be stopping by, you know, early morning. And so I thought, okay, that's all right, because I trust that all the snow removal people and the uh, salters will all be out and it was a major highway that I had to take so I knew it was going to be one of the first ones that got cleared and and then just went about preparing everything just the way I would have 
you know, assuming, not even just assuming, trusting that I was going to get there. And guess what? I did. And the roads were not that bad. And it really didn't take me much longer than what it would normally take. So it was all good. And then I really, truly enjoyed the day. And I did my talk. And then I got to enjoy other people who were speaking and amazing lunch. And it turned out to be a really fabulous day. So the other thing that was going on, and I think I did mention this last week, is that our um, sweet grandson, Oliver, has been in Sick Kids Hospital. He's still there as I'm recording this, hopefully be home in the next day or so. And of course, that, you know, caused some worry. Um, We did find out, you know, eventually what was going on. They were able to treat it. Um, He's much, 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 much better. And so, but that was kind of, it was kind of like that movie playing in the background. So there were lots of great, and there was, you know, a bunch of other really good things that happened last week. So, you know, I'm, I'm, there's this part of me that is really embracing all the good and really uh, taking it in and, and feeling all the good feelings. And then in the background was this little other movie that was playing. And that was, you know, what was going on with Oliver and, you know, staying in touch um, as much as we possibly could with his mom. And, and, and then my little teeny weeny sort of guilt voice kept coming up and going, well, you haven't gone down to, you know, relieve Dana at all, my daughter, you haven't done as much as, you know, and then I had to pipe that voice down. So suffice it to say, there was just a whole bunch of stuff that was going on. And so I think, you know, last week I did speak about like, you know, tampering down the, um, when, you know, you made all these plans and everything is, as you think is going as well as it possibly can be. And then something gets a monkey wrench gets thrown in and how to continue to maintain what you need to have happening so that you can um, best ride the wave, let's say, right. Whatever that wave might be. So I did that. I did, I did do that. I, when I needed to be focused on whatever I needed to be focused on, I stayed focused on that. When I did the event, I was completely 100% focused on that. Um, at a break or at lunchtime, did I check my phone to make sure that, you know, my daughter wasn't trying to get a hold of me or anybody else for that matter, you know, any kind of emergency? I did. Uh, and then saw there's nothing there. Okay, we're all good. And then shifted my focus back again. So I know that one of the reasons I was able to do that so well last week, because in the past it might've been a slightly different story, (laughs) just saying. Um, But, but I have put a lot of tools in place for myself and I have healed a lot of my trauma so that I didn't have all of that underlying stuff come welling up without me knowing why, you know, the triggers, the attachment, like even just, you know, with the snow coming, um, I could have allowed that to really grip me in fear and worry and, 
And then, you know, maybe I wouldn't have slept as well. So then I wouldn't have been as on, you know, on my game as much as I could have been. Um, so the tools are super, super important, but also really almost really more important is that, that healing, like once you have healed some of this trauma. So let me give you a couple of the highlights, uh, that I know really resonated with people. Um, and I've talked here on here and some of my earlier episodes really go into explaining what trauma is, but I'm going to give you uh, a couple of different little insights that I have learned along the way. And one comes from a book. I think I have referenced this book before, but it's called Trauma and it's by Pedram Chodram and Nick Polizzi. Polizzi. Um, and I love just the description that they give of how trauma feels for us. So they say it hums in the background of our lives influencing our every thought, emotion, and action. It steals our life force, robs us of joy, faith, peace, and love, and gets in the way of successful professional lives. It prevents us from becoming the parents, spouses, and partners, children, grandparents, sisters, and brothers, friends, and neighbors that we know we can be. It causes our self-loathing, deep shame, and self-hatred. And it's the root of many unexplainable and often untreatable, from a Western medical perspective, illnesses, diseases, autoimmune disorders, and mental health issues like depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and suicide ideation. Now, if you did not think that trauma can affect you very deeply, I'm hoping that just that paragraph alone indicates just the level that trauma can affect us. And I, I spoke about, and I have talked about on here, um, about little T traumas and big T traumas. And that's just really an indication of, you know, the big T traumas are the more obvious ones. And, um, and, actually can be healed faster because they are the more obvious ones. Um, and we get a lot of support for them. You know, those are the, the big car accidents, the death of a loved one, a fire, all kinds of things that, yeah, everybody goes, oh, I can understand why you'd be traumatized by that, right? Um, but the little T traumas, they're the ones that are obviously less um, less known or less recognized, let's say. And really, those are the ones that are going to hang us up <laughs> and uh, often are the things that stay with us from um, for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, I gave a couple of examples and I've talked about that here, some of the examples, but they're going to be the things that maybe as a child you were teased or you were told even maybe by your parents or siblings or grandparents or teachers things that were hurtful at the time and no one may have intended for it to be hurtful but it stays with you because it had such an impact on you at the time and those are the things that start to form our self-concept and some of our beliefs and how we might behave or not behave 
um, and some of the things that we will allow to manifest as our goals and, you know, like put energy into it. Um, for example, you know, if you were, um, let's say you were in class and when you were a child and you struggled and lots and lots and lots of kids struggle, um, and maybe you weren't getting some of the things that were being taught to you and you had a teacher even make a comment like, wow, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but you just don't, you just don't get it. You just don't seem to get it. Now, that's obviously an unkind remark, and we can all agree that it's an unkind remark. But to someone who's already starting to feel like I'm dumb, I can't figure this out, looks like everybody else gets it, I'm the only one who doesn't get it, which is rarely true. But for a child that is already starting to see themselves in a certain way, a comment like that will stay with them forever and then could influence whether they decide to go to post-secondary education or whether they think they are capable of doing this job over this other job or, and so on. So you kind of get it. And I love the way our um, my professor in my um, gentle trauma release um, uh, practice that I'm uh, learning uh, to be certified in, I love how she put it. She says, because a traumatized brain is like a bell that keeps ringing and ringing endlessly, letting us know that we might have to fight, flee, or freeze to protect ourselves at any time. Having an intellectual insight or understanding of the situation alone is just not enough to stop that bell from ringing, nor does it change how we feel. And that is because trauma is a body reaction. Trauma lives in our bodies. And so when, especially if we've had layer upon layer upon layer of trauma and it's unresolved and so it gets shoved into our bodies, it's in our bodies, it's in our bodies. And then eventually our bodies end up speaking up and going, we can't, we can't do anymore here. Like you, you got to take care of this, right? And that can be as you know, Pedram Shotram and Nick Polizzi said, um, it will, you know, transform into illness, uh, diseases, autoimmune disorders, et cetera, et cetera, health issues, right? Like our body literally will start to break down as a result of it and then let you know. So a traumatic event is an event in which we felt trapped in the face of a threat. So even when it's a little t trauma, you were feeling threatened, unsafe at the time. And so then you, you start to develop um, coping mechanisms to deal with that so that you can feel safe again, even, you know, for a, a moment. But the problem is that we never fully feel safe. And so anytime there's a reminder of that original threat or the multiple threats that you may have felt, uh, and, and bear in mind that these are not like often, sometimes they are literal threats, but often it is just that feeling of 
Um, I'm not safe here. This person doesn't have my back. Uh, something bad is going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. So it's that kind of threat. And when it is, you know, not addressed or really looked at or healed, um, then you, it's almost kind of like you have this simmering feeling of unsafety almost all the time. And then you become used to it. And that's the biggest problem is that we become habituated almost to that feeling of um, just that like unsettled, you know, and it's not a huge, you know, so it's not like we're feeling gripping fear all the time, but even that simmering uh, unsettled feeling will keep you in the fight, flight, freeze response. And then it's never really fully released. So that is the goal, of course, with uh, gentle trauma release and, you know, some other therapies, especially somatic therapies, body therapies, um, is to finally release that from your body so that you have completed that stress response and you're not kind of simmering in it all the time. So I talked about that. I talked about, um, you know, some common responses and, and symptoms of trauma. I'm not going to get into all of that right now. Uh, but I did leave them, and this is what I want to leave you with, is some tangible things that can get you started right now to start to release some of the trauma or some of the, at least um, to complete the stress response when you are experiencing a stress response. And especially if it's a really obvious one, but, you know, we need to, most, a lot of people in our society right now are living under stress almost 24 seven. And I'm saying that literally because I talk to people who have extreme nightmares, um, you might, some are even night terrors who are just have disturbing dreams or have disturbed sleep. Like they're never really getting into that deep sleep. And a lot of that is because they are just still their Their bodies are still feeling that stress that they've been under maybe all day long, maybe all week, maybe all month, who knows years, right? So it never actually, they, they never feel that sense of, piece of a release, right? So here are a couple of things that I just want you to keep in mind when you are uh, triggered or you are feeling the stress and pay attention to the feelings. You might have to learn, you know, relearn what that actually feels like in your body. But a good uh, thing to do is when you are mentally feeling stressed out. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get this thing done. And da, 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 right. The boss is expecting it at the end of the week and I'm never, it's not going to get done at the end of the week. And that's your dialogue. Tune in to where you're feeling it in your body. And this might take a little bit of practice because sometimes people go, I don't know where I'm feeling it. I'm just tense all over. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, let's just start with where you are, you know, holding the tension the most. So for some people, they might be clenching their teeth. They might be um, clenching their fists or they might feel a tightness in their chest or they can feel a weird butterfly kind of effect in their stomach. Um, or they might actually have a, a, a full on belly ache that happens as a result of held on stress. So whatever, wherever it is that you can pinpoint at least just one area in your body 
um, the focus is to then at least just release from that one place. So if you go, oh, oh my gosh, my jaw is actually, I'm clenching so tightly, my jaw hurts right now. It's like, all right, so let's focus on releasing from your jaw. And, and, you know, a couple of things that you can do, even just like literally in the moment are deep breathing, you know, again, and all of these things I'm going to give you are free. So there's no excuses and they, none of these things are going to take a lot of time. <laughs> so whatever you pick, you can literally do some kind of a release in like less than five minutes. So let's look at deep breathing. You can, um, there's all kinds of different breathing practices out there, but honestly, it's about, you know, William Hoff, I think, no, I think I've got that wrong. But anyway, he, he is this like breathing, like super expert. And, but I loved what he said one time. He said, I don't care how you get it in, just get it in a hole. <laughs> so just in and out, because he was talking about, does it matter if you're breathing in through your nose or breathing in through your mouth or whatever? He's like, you know what? For some people, just get the breath in. So I like one though, that is, um, it's called box breathing and it's like four by four by four by four. So you breathe in for four to account of four, you hold for a count of four, breathe out for a count of four and then hold for a count of four. And if you do that four times, that's just over a minute. So you can't tell me. <laughs> and, and this is the other beauty, beautiful thing with this is you can do it anywhere, anytime, standing in the line, in your car, when you're driving, like you don't have to, you know, do anything um, um, like extreme to do it. Right. And nobody will know you're doing it. Here are a few other things that you might want to try when you are, you know, you've, you're in fight, flight, or freeze, um, mainly fight, flight, and you're feeling that effect. Uh, there's a couple of things you need to do. Number one, really, I mean, I talked about breathing, but really the number one thing is to physically release the stress response from your body in the moment by moving. And I know this can't happen all the time. Like if you're in a car that this might be difficult, but you might be able to like shake a hand out at least. Um, but really it's about moving, shaking, do a little dance, walking around, uh, running in place, doing some jumping jacks, jumping on a mini trampoline, whatever you can do to release from your body that sort of stuck energy. Uh, another thing that is really helpful is to journal whatever comes up for you as soon as you can. Again, I know you can't always do it right in the moment, but you know, uh, when you feel disrupted or dysregulated by something, even just jotting out a few lines of, you know, what is this about? Where is this, what is this connected to? Why am I feeling this? Where am I feeling it in my body? And so on. So just a little bit of journaling. Um, meditation, again, this does not have to be any kind of formal meditation, um, just to sit, uh, and be still, um, and just silent long enough to let whatever needs to come up, come up for you. Um, and also what all of this stuff does is it sends us, and this is the important part that I kind of missed, but I'm telling you now, <laughs> um, is it sends a signal to your mind that you are safe. 
I'm in safe right now. I am not in a threat right now. All of these practices will send that safety signal. I'm doing a, yoga, a few yoga poses. And again, you don't have to do any kind of formal yoga. You can go online and you can see tons, <laughs> millions probably of different yoga poses and you know, even small routines that you can do. It's really about stretching it, you know, and getting, and again, it sends that message to your mind that everything is okay. So I hope that these are some things that, uh, oh, and EFT, I just wanted to, to actually right now today started, well, last night, um, there's a tapping um, solution summit that is going on and it is really fantastic so tapping emotional freedom technique uh, i have talked about that before go to the tapping solution.com they also have an amazing app um, that corresponds but if you go to the tapping solution.com you will be able to see where you can sign up for the summit and eft or tapping is one of the most effective things um, that I have practiced and seen other people uh, get really amazing results from. So there you have it. That's it for this week. And remember to grab a little peace, love, or joy wherever you can. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow me so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to go deeper in your healing, you can book a free discovery session with me and learn more about my unique strategy to unlock the real you through my Unearth, Uncover and Unleash three-part system to discover and heal your past and present trauma and become empowered to live your best life. Go to my website, lifelessons.ca, or contact me directly at leah at lifelessons.ca to book your session. You can also find me on social media. My links are all on my podcast page. And while you're there, I would love it if you would leave a review, good or bad. I want to know how I can make this podcast just what you need it to be. And if you love it, I definitely want to hear that. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Until next time, grab some joy wherever you can. Bye for now.